0: Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Al Lover once again with the Elevated Transmissions Podcast coming at you from San Francisco today. Um, I've been here for few weeks uh, after tour, and it's so great to be back in this beautiful, lovely, cold motherfucking place. It's so cold and rainy here right now, guys. I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying of frostbite in San Francisco. The hottest, what is it, what's the stupid quote? Hottest summer in San Francisco is the coldest winter in Fresno. I think that's how it went. I think it was Mark, Marky Mark said that. But yeah, um, so this week we got Pat Thomas of the band Cool Ghouls. Uh, They're a great rock and roll band, California rock and roll. California fucking rock and roll in the tradition of great California rock and roll. Uh, They are really doing some amazing stuff. It's kind of... I guess, in my opinion, kind of a country rock influenced situation. If you like, if you like your Graham Parsons and you like your birds and you like that type of thing, you like your crazy horse, you're going to love these guys. Uh, They got a new album. It's called Animal Races. It's out on Empty Cellar Records right now. You should check it out give them some support because they're an amazing band. They just did their first European tour a couple months ago with Zuma Bookings, who is my booking agency, and got to shout them out. Iranzu, Luca, and all the great people over there that are uh, bringing some great bands from the States over to Europe and some European bands, putting them out on the road, making them some motherfucking money. But yeah, so this is my conversation with Pat Thomas. He had a great selection, and we dive into a uh, a nice little shit talking session. Stone at four twenty on a uh, what is it Wednesday evening afternoon. So I hope you guys enjoy.
1: It's, it's like it's like, it's like a yogurt pancake. <laughs> that sounds kind of good, I guess. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Maybe not. Pat Thomas, what's going down, man? Uh just talking about yogurt pancakes and cultures and culture and boo boo. Yeah. Yeah. So uh what's going down with uh Coogles lately? Um well we got a show on New Year's. Well this is gonna be uh Airing in January, so you got anything coming up? We had we had a
1: show on. We just had a show on New Year's, dude. <laughs> it was it was, was it lit. It? Oh, yeah, it was man. lit lit it was, AF. Yeah, nice. So 2017, here we are. Yeah, everything's
0: changed. Yep, New Year. We made it through it's 2016. Everybody's alive still. Well, except for well Bowie and well you
1: know, lots
0: some other people.
1: Everyone listening. Everyone listening. You know, we made it, here we are. Thank God for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because that was a rough year.
1: 2016's been a rough year. It's been, yeah, pretty... Surreal. Yeah. It feels like more than a year. Like I have a theory. With everything that's in it. It feels like a year ago feels like a whole different time ago. Yeah,
0: it does. And I have a theory, and I wanted to address this on the podcast. Uh, So my theory is the reason why this year everything's kind of flipped is because... Long hair Pat has become short hair Pat. Oh, damn. And short hair Pat has become long hair Pat. Well, it's like... And I think the polarities might have shifted, dude.
1: Is it is that is it the cause or the effect of the uh, shifting polarity, you know? like That's uh, true. That's true. Maybe, is it yeah. just a symptom of... <laughs> you know? For all those folks out there. It's not my there. fault. And it's it's not, like definitely you, and not your like, fault. And, like, you can't blame the Chicago Cubs for Trump getting elected, but... You can say, if, like... If the if, Browns if win... that's... It, it's not a good sign when that happens. It's like, hell has frozen over. Yeah, the well... As they say, I guess.
0: The Eagles got back together a while ago, right? Because <laughs> yeah. the hell froze over to her? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was maybe what set it in motion. Maybe yeah. it wasn't 2012. Maybe it wasn't the Mayan calendar. No. It was the Eagle calendar. Yeah. Yeah. You know what happened to me when, um, when I knew I was getting old? Mm. Is when I, like like the Eagles track yeah and I was like and it's uh it's a it's take it easy so it's a Jackson Brown track yeah but that was the moment when I was like in my mid-30s and I was like damn I'm getting old an (laughs) Eagles song is bumping to me right now (laughs) same thing happened to me when I was around late 20s with uh, Fleetwood Mac I was like Uh uh-huh fuck I think I'm just getting old man you, you just
1: got to embrace it, you know? Oh, no, I embrace it, for sure. Uh, but uh, it's but just I, funny. I resist the Eagles, too. I liked them when I was, like, younger, and then I was like, ah, nah.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, every, you, you have to... It's part of, like, an American ritual to reject the yeah. Eagles. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. like a rite of passage.
1: And now it's like, you know, I'm still... Still not totally ready to take them back. But Take It Easy is uh, is a it's great a hit. track. That's a great track.
0: And they do it better than Jackson Brown, I think. Ex- yeah. At least, like, the version that's on the record that, that yeah. he released that's out. Because, um, man, it's just a hell of a song, dude. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, the history of those guys is really great. It's just tragic what cocaine does to one's yeah. ego. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: there's... That's the '70s, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I mean, Were that's they, that's that's kind of a cop out because a lot of people did a lot of cocaine in the '70s and still maintained their integrity. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, maybe like their music was more built for cocaine, you know, like take it easy combined with cocaine. It's kind of like. You get a little That's why they wrote that song about what you're doing it for. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, are we supposed to be taking it easy or are we like... That's
0: the come down song. Life in
1: the fast lane. Life in the fast lane.
0: Surely going mean, to lose your, your mind. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of innuendo, cocaine innuendo out there in the 70s for sure.
1: Yeah. Eric Clapton had that one. What was that called? <laughs>
0: Cocaine? Oh yeah. <laughs> that was it. Now, wasn't that JJ Kale though? I think JJ Kale wrote that. Oh maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. But I mean I think Clapton definitely popularized it. Um well we've gotten off on the wrong foot of all yeah. the all the all the wrong things yeah. to say.
2: Clapton, the <laughs> Eagles.
0: <laughs> Guys, today's podcast is gonna be amazing. Yeah, right. No, it's it actually is gonna be amazing because I'm here with Pat Thomas of the Cool Ghouls in San Francisco. And um, his selections that he's given us today are I tried my best are on point. And yeah, the, the idea is just to every. What's your feeling now? Like right now in this like week or whatever, you know, this month or whatever. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, totally. It's like um, stuff. Yeah, like the last few months, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever you know? time frame. There's no. There's no limit on time
1: frame. I just didn't want it to be like.
0: Hey, pick your top ten songs. Of no, all time. exactly. I'm that's thinking a lot of about.
1: Pressure. I'm thinking like, oh yeah, what have I been like putting on at the coffee shop? Exactly. You know? And like uh, albums I've been coming back to, you know, for the last like few months. Yeah. Well, speaking of the records, uh, what
0: what did you, you guys just put out a record a yeah. few months ago, right? Or like, yeah, how, how in, long was that? Uh,
1: in August.
0: In August, yeah. How's it been received, Dude, guys- Awesome. You got you got in
1: Japan too now. Yeah, we uh, got it on a CD in Japan. What's the name of the record? Uh, Animal Races. And uh,
0: Shannon from Shannon the Clam, Shannon Shaw, did yeah did the cover cover art, art. which was censored in Japan. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, so now the cover in Japan is this weird like design that is on the insert. Of the um, like American and like European record, Weird. so that became like the cover art in Japan. Did they flip it. Do you open didn't... it up and you can get the naked picture? Or... Um, I don't think it's anywhere in there. Damn, I'm not sure though. But yeah, because there's an illustration of uh, you know dick mm-hmm. and tits and dick uh, and tits and vajay and vajay. Yeah. Well, I mean, not in great detail. More just like pubic, pubic region, pubic region. Yeah. Maybe a hint of of uh, vulva.
0: Perhaps. Yeah. Well, it's, but, but
1: it's it's a it's a cartoon. You know, it's a cartoon. It's picture. a beautiful picture. Yeah, it is. I didn't know that she was so good at visual art, man. Oh yeah, she paints. Yeah, she does I know. great watercolor paintings. I saw one of Andre the Giant that she did that was just incredible. Yeah. She she does these portraits. She's got a really good uh, Chris Farley one. He's wearing like a crown. Really? It's like an angel Chris Farley. Damn. Angel King. That's dope. Um, yeah,
0: I saw her, I saw her post some of her work on Facebook because uh, she usually just posts like animal, cute animal pictures. Yeah, <laughs> and then she like posted some art. I was like, "Whoa, what's this art?" And I was like, "She was like, it was like, oh yeah, some shit I did." And I was like, "Holy shit, yeah, it's amazing, man!" But yeah, the the cover art is really cool. It's got the two naked people playing tennis. Yeah, over a river with an
1: eyeball. But there's like an eye in this a void type symbol in what's the sky. The, uh, what's the What's the it, meaning behind that painting? It's just a, a symbol, an image of symbols. Okay, so there's symbolism. A, it's it's in just there. a vague, just kind of like it's supposed to kind of
0: convey like a. Uh, well, that's what symbols are supposed to do, right? Yeah. Just like kind of present the vibe. You yeah. Know? Like those archetypal like yeah. the, the eyeball in the so sky. So you got is the void kinda, in the sky
1: yeah. and then the man or the or the you'd say like maybe female and male. Yeah, the polarity is kind of at play. Right, Yeah, On either side of this river and the Which is uh, the river of time or something or like that. Sure, or, yeah. what have you. Yeah.
0: yeah, you can look into it a lot of ways. I was talking to Aaron on the yesterday on the podcast we did and and we were kind of talking about that idea of like of music being an art of all types, being like this vessel for obviously there's an intent from the artist, but it's always filtered through the listener's experience to give them a relation point that might have not been the intention of the artist. Yeah. But it just it makes this connection on a personal level because you are able to kind of find your own symbolism in it or or, or view yeah. it in the way that that kind of well, speaks it, to you
1: yeah i think the thing whatever it is that you're making as an artist is going to take on the meaning you put into it as best as you can yeah yeah totally. and then it'll just have It'll just be it. It'll it's just like a kid. It'll just be like an object in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You and put, then, You
0: know. You like. If you're a parent, you try to instill like everything you can onto the child. Yeah. And then once it's off in the world. Yeah. It's doing its, it's own just, thing. Exactly. You know. And and obviously it's a byproduct of its environment. And uh, you yeah. Know. So I, I guess yeah. that's the challenge. And no control of, like, once it's out.
1: Yeah. But to get getting the concept out, not out of your head and. Just to another person, but out of your head and into, like, you know, a melody or yeah. a piece of clay or what have you. Yeah. It's is a... the, is the, th- the challenge. It's like fucking. It's, yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah.
0: You want to be good at it, you know? Yeah. You got to practice. Yeah. Do as much as you can.
1: It is. It's a little like fucking. Yeah. And then once you have but, the, and, the art and, piece... And that, in that, like, it can be done well, and it can be done... Like, there is a certain, like, objective scale on, like, oh, that was a good layer, that wasn't. Of course. And same with, like, a piece of art I make. I can feel like I, you know, yeah. failed or succeeded yeah. in just, like, uh, getting a concept into a song mm-hmm. in a way that is, like uh like a graceful it's not like a forced of course thing. yeah and, and you can tell when, there's a, when oh, art there's is like a, there's that. tons of different ways to do it you know yeah. but you can feel like many positions uh, check this out yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah <you know>? exactly <laughs> <laughs> the the karma sutra you know? yeah exactly this
0: is yeah it's like uh it's like artistic karma sutra you gotta you gotta approach it from different angles sometimes yeah that was some heady talk right there. I yeah. like that. That was good. That's a good way to start it off. Maybe we should uh, give we these list? motherfuckers yeah, a break for with? a second. So, um, speaking of the relationship of the masculine and the feminine, uh, we got the Tom Tom Club. Yeah. Two of the members from uh, uh, talking, talking Heads, Heads husband, wife. husband and Wife that came together and made some dope dope music so it was it was tina way waymouth and chris france i don't know i don't know i never was like a huge talking head guy until like a few years ago
1: yeah i they were uh, one
0: that i rejected for a while too oh really yeah i don't know why i think it was just it was just a little corny for me Uh even though i understood Like, my my pops really liked Talking Heads, so it was on a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, But it was just kind of corny, and it was that movie, um, It Stopped Making Sense. Uh Uh-huh. That movie is probably like, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago or something. I saw that movie and I was like, oh, actually, you know what? Talking Heads are kind of cool. I'm going to go look back into them.
1: I've always more thought of them as like outrageous. and um, They are outrageous, it's true. Outrageous and kind of like, Silly or ab- absurd, yeah. And in his singing style is just big suits in big suits. It's like uh, it's and cultural it, it's, appropriation. Yeah, it's no, I'm like just art. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little over the top there. Yeah,
0: David. Um, um, but yeah, let's. Uh, you should we check out the uh, the Tom Tom, Tom, Tom Tom
1: Club? Yeah, this is off s- of their self-titled record.
0: The uh, le le elephant le le. Le- I le- thought
1: it was le- le- I thought it
0: was Lelephant. Lelephant? Let's go. That sounds good to me. So yeah, that was uh, Tom Tom Club with uh, Le Elephant, and that's a dope track, man. I'm not super familiar with a lot of their work, but obviously the one track um, that I know the best is the Genius, Genius of Love, of love yeah. and that was because it was like sampled. Yeah, that um, was
1: the that was the Mariah Carey.
0: Yeah, song. and uh, someone I think sampled it like earlier on too, before the Mariah Carey thing. Yeah.
1: Maybe like Bismarcky or some shit. I, I don't mean, know. I, I remember that song from when I was like a little kid because I always remembered that. What dude. you gonna do when you get out <laughs> yeah. of jail? I'm, I'm gonna, gonna have some, some fun. fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I just that. Bim, bim, bim,
3: bim, bim, bim. It's so yeah, infectious. It's perfect. You know? yeah.
0: yeah. And I mean, I think that speaks to, you know, for one, Talking Heads and Tom Tom Club is that they know how to get that those sounds that just kind of like pull you in in those unique kind of approaches and like aspects of using the world music so early on. Yeah. um, It was just, yeah, it's just like that music just sounds fun. Mm -hmm. You know, it sounds like you're like, it's kooky, you know, and it's weird, but it's like,
1: what's happening? They're adopting kind of a a groove-based songwriting thing as opposed to like a more... Typical rock and roll song structure. Well, I mean, a lot of all for that. I mean, but a lot of rock and roll songs are groove based too. I guess. Yeah, but but more strictly, like, I mean, it's borrowing from African music. Of course. And this just like jam that you can, or this this beat that you can just ride. And 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 then later funk and and you know Uh disco
0: and stuff like that. Those were obvious. You could see that those influences were there I mean they were like the proto post punk mm-hmm. band you know, like there's a couple proto post punk like, yeah, they were post punk before punk was punk kind of thing y- yeah <laughs> like, yeah <laughs>
1: proto post punk but yeah not, yeah, exactly
0: it's a mind fuck, um but yeah, that was a dope track man um yeah, like I was saying i don't really I don't really know too much about them I feel like I have that record though,
1: the tom tom club one
0: yeah. But I just don't it's, listen it's to really it. It's
1: really good all the way through. It, they're, they're just all there. It's just hook after hook. Yeah, and it's a lot of like vocal hooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, in
0: what regard do you mean, like a vocal hook?
1: Like uh, using the voices for this melody, like in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like this repetitive thing, and they would do like that.
0: So kind of using it as like a harmony
1: almost aspect, kind of, almost kind of like like a horn line in a song. Oh, the way they're they're like the way they're using gotcha. utilizing these vocals. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost like it's it's placed as an instrument
0: right. as opposed to just a aspect to like getting a of message like across words or whatever. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, cool. I didn't think about that, but I can see that now. It definitely sounds like a horn arrangement kind of thing.
1: Yeah, but but it's. It, whatever it is is like a hook, you know. Cause mm-hmm. That's the melody that gets stuck in your head. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, all the, I mean, like Genius of Love is like yeah. full of those.
4: Bun, bun,
1: bun,
4: yeah. Na, na,
0: na, na. Yeah. That shit is is uh, is crazy. But yeah, so uh, we're off to a good start, y'all. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, next, we got Chico Hamilton. Oh yeah, with the uh, Man from Two Worlds. And, uh, I don't, yeah, I'm
1: not this really familiar is, uh, with Chico, Chico Hamilton. Chico is a drummer. hmm Um, and, uh, yeah, this track features, uh, Gabor Zabo. hmm Yeah. And this is how I first heard about Gabor, uh, you said, well, how do you say it? I don't know. Gabor. I've, I've seen the record where it's got the profile
0: of his face mm-hmm. on it, which
1: is pretty sought
0: after, uh, collector jazz record, but, um. I don't really know. Like I so I went through a pretty big phase of jazz when I was in my late teens, early 20s like because of sampling. So uh-huh. I just buy all these jazz records cuz that's what people sampled and then yeah. got into jazz. And then um probably like in my mid 20s just like then just rejected jazz. Was yeah. just like I want nothing to do with jazz. Like, yeah, take this away. I don't. I, and now I'm getting like back like do I still have some of those jazz records that, yeah. I, that I had when yeah. I was younger? I was like, I need to dig those out of the. Dude, uh,
1: yeah, I had a, I had pretty good stack, man. I've realized that, uh, like, late '60s jazz, like mid, like basically '60s jazz, mm-hmm. is like really fertile ground. Well, for when me they to started getting Afrocentric and it's all that shit, like, yeah, and started
0: doing all the world stuff in there, and like. A lot of like Eastern influence and and African yeah. percussive aspects, and, and obviously like early jazz has those too. But they went yeah. like they there were like this, going to the heart of Africa. There's with that this
1: shit. kind of like not like sweet transition time around like when they hadn't gone full all that, mm-hmm. but we're getting there. So it's yeah. still kind of this like still, like post based, bebop kind yeah, yeah, of situation. Be- yeah, exactly and but they're like getting a little more far out with yeah. it. yeah um this but yeah G- uh gabor zabo is like this hungarian guitarist he's the guitarist on there because yeah. i was thinking like the
0: guitar line on this thing yeah or it's just i guess he's just kind of like moving around and doing his thing the right. whole time but man it's so beautiful yeah, yeah that
1: style of play he like incorporates a lot of like hungarian like oh, like kind of baltic folk, kind of yeah uh, like folk. scales and shit yeah okay into his playing, so um, he's on uh, on this Chico Hamilton track, which is still my favorite thing I've ever heard him play. because, like, mm-hmm. after I listened to this, I was like, "Who's on guitar?" Yeah, and he's got a that's what huge, I was wondering. Too. Like discography, <laughs> yeah, and he he did a lot. He released a lot of like uh, covers that were like kind of turned into like pretty his standard style. for like '60s jazz, totally. Yeah. But they're like really cool. And, oh, they're um, always good. They're like, always they're... good because he's just playing like that. And um, actually, the uh, the coda at the end of uh, Black Magic Woman, mm-hmm. uh, the Santana song, yeah. is a is a Gabor Zabo song. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Because um, it's like it's like Black Magic Woman slash something. Okay. And and so they
0: turn it in. They they. they just like grafted it, drafted drafted left. it yeah.
1: onto the end of there. Anyway, anyway, um, Gabbo. This this is a um. Gabo,
0: yeah, this Gabo, is Gabo, crazy. Right?
1: This is like all free. They're just all just doing whatever until they all just lock in on this crazy like bop melody for like mm-hmm. eight bars, and then just like spread out again, and then one guy goes off and then just like somehow they all know just like bop everybody sharp is super sharp and then just back loose that's you know that's the thing about jazz that, that I have been
0: like really interested in lately is the improvisational aspect of it cause I've been trying to do uh, my live sets lately with like obviously I do a lot of loop based stuff but then yeah. like just kind of seeing what I can do within that like using the synth and using like um, effects and and like looping certain parts of the song and kind of turning it into its own new song while i'm playing it yeah. and just exploring yeah uh and that's a part of music for me that is just so rewarding is like getting yeah. into that space and obviously it's different when you're with like a group of people doing it because then like you, there's a lot more like right kind of have to but, really... you're,
1: but you're still like thinking on your feet yeah and you're yeah. making it up like yeah. as you go and uh Yeah, improvising is it's my I think it's my favorite thing to do in a live uh, setting. Yeah, it's the thing that makes me feel best about like a performance. Like I can do, you know, I can do a whole set that doesn't involve like too much improvising. But whenever I'm playing, I'm looking for moments to like when I can kind (laughs) of, or at least where I can just like kind of get into that headspace. Yeah, you know. Do you guys like do
0: a lot of improvising. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: we're um, yeah, we're we're doing more, I guess. Time goes on.
0: Well, it's San Francisco band. You gotta kind of do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of the tradition, right? Well, that's just it's what I want to do anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Well, that makes sense. Well, let's get into this one. The um, what's the track again? Uh, oh yeah,
1: Man from Two Worlds. Yeah, by Chico Chico,
0: Chico Hamilton. It's a little cool in here right now, but that's because all that cool ass jazz. Oh, it's freezing. I took it down a couple degrees. It's it's
1: freezing in that here. That was chilly. That was chilly. That man, that's a track,
0: dude. Yeah. I never heard that track before.
1: Yeah, they get pretty free. It's most of Chico Hamilton stuff isn't like that, but yeah. that one is. That was one where he got of went to space. Like, yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, even the um, the the name of the record, you know, like mm-hmm. "A Man from Two Worlds." It's like it has almost like this otherworldly thought in your mind. You're like, well, what was is he from space? Or like right. what's going on with him?
1: Well, I guess he still has one foot on the ground. Like he's still got other t- tracks on the yeah. record that are a little more straight a little more grounded, straight ahead.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, sometimes you got go to go space, man. Yeah. That's where you, I mean, that's really it's like. It's the place. It is the place uh, I've heard. And... Um, I think that's where that Im- improvisational thing comes in is like you really do I mean you kind of go into this inner space and this interplay of like the your internal kind of whatever programming to like fiddle however you want to do when you're riding around and like mm-hmm. seeing what notes will go where and and the interplay between the outside world where you're playing with people or or whatever uh like in my case like loops and these other kind of sounds um, and you do kind of get taken to this place, yeah. It's like it, it's removed, yeah, from like reality to a bit,
1: yeah. And maybe getting up into that place, you can kind of, uh, if you're removed from reality, you can kind of see it from above. And further away and further away yeah, yeah and then you're in space then you're in space and then you're like then you're looking like at like back at like the solar system you're looking at like you get an, a concept of like scale too mm-hmm. and just like scale of time like we're here for such like a tiny tiny amount of time you know
0: i've been thinking and about that lately man like 70 years if we're lucky
1: on a planet floating in infinite space. Yeah. But that's only if you're looking at it from out there. But then once you're on the ground, like, a 100 years is, like, a long-ass time if you're, like... Or 70 years is a long-ass time, you know? Not really. But... It, <laughs> <laughs> in relativity <laughs> in to... relative a, to, like... Your like okay, or, so, you know. like, if I'm waiting to... Uh, waiting for, like, a pizza... If it's coming in like seven, if it's coming in like seven hours, I'm like, oh man, that is a long time. (laughs) Like, like it's like, all right, we're going to queue up this next track, you know, it's like, it's like it's 20 hours long. I guess life is kind of waiting for like a 70-year pizza.
0: Yeah. Cuz then at death you kind of get the release and it's like the pizza's delivered. Oh, uh, I hope it's like, nothing
1: like pizza. That sounds like
0: weird. I don't know, man. I I fuck with pizza heavy. Yeah. De- pizza death, death by pizza. Death by pizza. Or yeah. or like heaven just a pizza infinite pizza party. I could fuck with I could fuck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Or like maybe I could just eat pizza infinitely.
1: Or that could be a hell too. That would be You're just forced to eat
0: pizza for infinity.
1: If you were doing something infinitely, would you even have any concept of time at all? Or would you just constantly be in that singular moment? Infinitely
0: would imply that you had been doing it the whole time before. Right. So
1: you wouldn't feel like, oh, it's been so long. You would just be like, I I am. This is what I, I eat pizza.
0: Yeah, and I guess uh, well, there is that 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 idea that through like space and dimensional space or whatever that you are this thing and you're just this thing doing the same thing infinitely, mm-hmm. and then also you're you have like like if you think about like what's the um, multiple universe theory or whatever, mm-hmm. you're also doing everything infinitely right a different way. There's
1: someone in another universe doing exactly what we're doing. Except for their drinking, like green high tea. life, yeah, or green tea, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or green high life,
0: um, and and that, yeah, yeah, and a myriad of other of other realities.
1: See, I don't know if I uh, if, if if I'm all I don't know, I don't know about that one about about that model. Why? Just because it's really uh, hard to
0: con- conceive. Yeah, That's like a, well, in a sense, that doesn't make it less valid.
1: I don't know. I've heard just different, uh, when I try to conceptualize like uh, space and time, it doesn't seem useful for me to think that there's like, I don't know. I think the, the, as far as like scale goes and multitude Mm -hmm. goes, there's like a limit to like something my brain can like visualize, I guess.
0: I I mean, yeah, I think, I think, well, yeah, that's when it gets all to and to theory and you'll never know, you know what I'm saying? Like you can like do some mushrooms and think you understand it for a few seconds. Yeah. But yeah, I mean even,
1: but I guess maybe the reason that the multiverse thing Mm -hmm. is less use isn't, doesn't seem very useful to me is because if someone starts thinking about that, they're going to be visualizing physical things like they're gonna they're gonna try to imagine it within what they are able to imagine context of of within the context of reality whereas if it is true Mm -hmm. it's not the type of thing your brain can actually like visualize and see i mean so if you're seeing it then you're like imagining it you're like mis- you like misimagining like what it
0: is actually well that's kind of like god right it's like yeah. saying that you know what that is is like you or you know if you have that concept of whatever that is it's kind of like it's like well you're playing yourself by even trying to envision that you have an idea of what it yeah. encompasses like what yeah. Are you talking <laughs> Yeah about? like yeah. you sound like a fool you yeah. know? like so yeah it's true but i i do think that those things are are worth considering and especially i think like what you were saying, like removing yourself further away and kind of looking down at reality objectively. Be it yeah. be it on this, you know, on this level of like you're in the moment, kind of observing from the moment, mm-hmm. or even just like a like analysis of behavioral patterns and day to day life and and, mm-hmm. and whatever you're doing. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing, and I think that the more you go into those creative spaces you're able to do that like as a as an artist you're able to be like okay well this art is coming from this place in me and it's showing me this part of myself that you know i'm I'm trying to further understand or 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 i'm or i'm looking at under a microscope you know what i'm saying like yeah
1: yeah it's a vehicle to like put yourself in like just thinking about like uh well if you want to go to space like
3: are, which is it's which, the place Which is the place
1: Yeah Yeah You know sunrise is a good place To uh, a good way to go Well like, Or like music You know Or Anything Any ex- ex-
0: Exploration Yeah I think that The Elevated uh, Podcast Transmission That's the name of this podcast Is uh, definitely About exploration Yeah um That's, that's kind of the, the premise is I want to invite people on And be like Hey like what are these songs you're um, feeling right now so I can learn about music. You know yeah. it's another way for me to learn about music as someone who's really passionate about it but also doesn't retain information very
1: well cuz mm-hmm. I'm just stupid. And yeah, dude, I'm the same way, like, like, dude. Yeah. I don't remember I don't like, like You like you're like you want me to pick some songs. I'm like, "Oh, dude, what do I listen to? Yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I don't I don't rem- <laughs> I'm like, I'm I don't remember." I'm the same way. I, dude. I yeah.
0: And and like, you know, like I uh, I'll be on here like talking about a song and being like, like yesterday, like I couldn't remember who Vincent Gallo was. And I, and I referenced Uh. two movies that he wasn't in that were about, it was Midnight Cowboy and Drugstore Cowboy. And the movie I was thinking of was Buffalo 66. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Where did that come? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How do you
1: retain all those like factoids? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, somewhere in there, you know, they're definitely buried deep, man. Like I remember, I remember a lot about something once someone like mentions it. Like if, but if I'm like, if they're just like, name a guy who does this, I'll yeah. be like, oh, ah, yeah. I can't think of a single one. Yeah, you but need then, something to riff off of. Yeah. yeah, but then if someone mentions something, I can be like, oh, I remember like what I know about that guy or whatever.
0: That's how I feel like I am with like being funny. Like I need someone to like be funny with, cause yeah. like alone. I'm just not like yeah. by myself. I'm not really funny. I'm also at all. like
1: not gonna like start it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. Like I need someone to like kind of yeah. It's like get it, make the, make a the funny anger. comment about like, or two. And then and then yeah, you're re-
0: re- a retorter. Yeah, I'm a retorter as well. Um, so anyways, um, maybe we should move forward to the next track, what the mellow it? jam. This is the cast McCombs. Oh joint. yeah. Um, The new one Laughter is the best medicine This song is crazy good I've never really listened to him that much
1: He's got a lot He's got like a bunch of albums And uh, sometimes I had a hard time finding like a Like a door into like his His music music. Um, But uh, this new album I think Would be a good place for anyone to start
0: This song is so well crafted
1: And you know, it reminds me kind
0: of like almost like a 70s soundtrack vibe. Yeah. Um I can see I can see like a weird scene of like it, it like in my mind it picture like driving through like a a field like maybe like someone's on the way to a house but it's in that grainy like 70s film kind of like okay, way. Okay, yeah. Uh and that's that's my the imagery that I got from this song. Yeah. Um and the song is Laughter is the best medicine. It's off the record Mangy Love and um Cass McCombs. Cass McCombs, let's hear it. flute man some chill flute it gives me every time and that flute tone that's what gave me the 70s driving in a field or driving on yeah, down the country road breezy
1: it's a breezy flute. yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. It's a breezy track dude
1: man. yeah you're just kind of cruising down uh cph on your way to vallejo well that's yeah that's where Castle is. Yeah. Apparently so. <laughs> so it'd be more like cruising cruising on like thirty nine. Over that weird bridge. Yeah. Always mix up if that's thirty nine or twenty seven. I don't even know, man. I think whenever I, I think whenever
0: I go out that way I'm totally lost. Yeah. I grew up out towards there. Really? Yeah. So yeah, and you guys you guys are all from Cali, right? All the dudes. Cool yeah. so you guys are proper Cali uh yeah. Cali rockers. Yeah.
1: Nor we're NorCal. NorCal rock proper NorCal. <laughs> got my lifted track. You oh know? yeah, you
0: got the sticker on the back. The, no uh, no
1: one talks like this in Northern California. I don't know. I'm got a lifted track. We got two <laughs> tattoos, you know, on our chest. It's uh stars, you know. You ever seen NorCal stars? I've seen the NorCal stars. And uh, like monster, lots of monster energy energy drink up here. Yeah,
0: you guys. I mean, obviously, you guys all grow copious amounts of weed in the. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Up up north there, whole bunch of plants. Really close, really close to the Canadian border. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Once you get up north there, yeah, Uh, it's pretty close. Yukaya, you know. (laughs) But yeah, Alex is from Sacramento. NorCal gets pretty weird up there yeah huh you, you get you, you get up the, into the foothills up into like placerville uh, uh get up into like uh, where we we were in Sierra County did you ever uh the what what was that uh all the new parish guys mm-hmm. have a place up in uh like the Sierras
0: they got like a compound or something
1: no it's like a venue <laughs> oh yeah Sorry, when I think
0: of NorCal, I just think of like machine guns and compounds and like uh, lots of lots of weed plants. Yeah, there's some meth heads running around somewhere, and then there's just some old hippies that are out there, you know, just hanging out with a dog. Well,
1: and there's a lot of like, you know, Republicans too. Just a lot of like a lot of if that that's where like the Trump people are.
0: Cali's got a lot of that, man. Yeah, if you go away from the bigger cities, it's like. When you get rural, yeah. It gets rural.
1: Yeah, it gets rural. They
0: keep it rural out there. I uh, Well, I mean, that's the thing that uh, I think people, especially in places like San Francisco and Austin and these spots, it's like people tend to forget that the majority of the United States of America is not a major metropolis or a university town,
1: you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean they're totally different vibes too though. I feel like it's that's that's a major distinction that people are making for themselves. What do you mean? Um as far as whether they want to be in a rural or metropolitan environment, I guess. Well, I
0: like, think that it the, the, there's personality types. I think I think for one there's people that don't ever get out of those places. A lot of people do. A lot mm-hmm. of people get out of those places and they want to see something else and they end up somewhere yeah. else, but uh, a lot of times people can't get out of those places. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that are in cities, like people from the city are scared of the country mm-hmm. and like vice versa. Right. Which is exactly. just so funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I know. They're like, I'm out of my element.
1: What the fuck do yeah. you know I do? Yeah. Do do? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know.
0: I mean, I kind of grew up, I guess, on the crux of like, a, it was a smaller city, but you could go 30 minutes outside and it would be, you'd be like bumfuck country so i was always able to kind of be intrigued and be comfortable in both settings so i feel lucky for that but i would like to have a spot out in the mountains oh who wouldn't dude little cabin you know just get like a just get like an acre an acre a little cabin nice little studio in there
1: yeah, it'd be it'd be heaven. It
0: would just, like, you just go up there and just, oh, just escape, <laughs> man. That's kind of what I wanted to do in Austin, which I wish I would have been able to do. I kind of wanted to be outside of the city, but I ended uh-huh. up kind of on the crux of, like, near town, but not, like, up mm-hmm. in the mix. They don't really have, like, their metropolis area is not really, yeah. like, booming with, like, there's a lot of people with high rises and shit like that, a bunch of rich people. but mm. So it's, like, on the east side. It's right up from Hotel Vegas. Um, but yeah, I was like, I had this like fantasy of just being out in the fucking boondocks, dude. Yeah, and I mean,
1: see, that's what people are looking for out when they move out there—is some like solitude. It's true, and some privacy, and and some privacy, privacy. And when people are moving into the city, they're looking for the opposite of that, mostly.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think you can find solitude in a city. Um, San Francisco, it's easy, too. Yeah. Th- that's one of my favorite things about coming back is just, man, it's just walking in the Presidio Park. Like, yeah. walking around, you know, you walk up, you see the Golden Gate Bridge, You just there's all sorts of forests and shit up there. And, like, that's what's one thing that's really great about this city is, like, it does have those spaces where you can kind of escape away yeah. from it and be removed because everything is so piled on top of each other Yeah, that it's nice to have those little, like, enclaves of, like, uh, peace
1: of mind. Yeah.
0: Just yeah,
4: climb and, out, it, and,
1: and you can just walk among thousands of people downtown if you want, and no one will bother you either. That's like, true. Everyone's got their headphones or, in. They're looking at their phones. Or, they, or they're just kind of, you know, you, won't, you you won't necessarily see someone you know. That's whereas true. if you're in a small ass town, you got to go to the if you're out in the country and got to go to the store, like you're gonna.
0: I don't know, man. I see a lot of people I know when I'm here. <laughs> like, it's yeah, like, no, I it's mean, easy. Me too. Like, it depends on where you're at. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. There's certain areas where you're gonna run into people, but uh, right. But um, no, me yeah, too. Yeah, you can't like, get lost. That, in see, that's
1: too. what I like about San Francisco, though. Is like it's yeah. small enough where like I can just. I don't have to hit anyone up. I can just kind of step outside and kind of see. You know,
0: see where it takes you. See where it takes me, and yeah, I'll run into someone and like improvise the day, dude. Yeah, go to space in, in yeah the daytime. in the daytime. Yeah, I like it. Well, I think that's kind of a, a good segue into the next track, um, which is uh, speaking of a a city boy who's kind of making a country sound and uh, j- folky jam. The, oh, the, uh, Arthur the Arthur Russell. Russell. Yeah. So yeah, Dylan was on here. Um, Dylan Edrick, if you guys remember that. She's, oh yeah, uh, yeah, you know her, Girl obviously. Dylan girl dylan yeah that's funny i forgot oh, about the was, mallard i forgot well i forgot that there was girl dylan and boy dylan girl, and that everyone refers to her to girl Di- as girl uh, dylan still yeah which uh i just i just spaced on that
1: yeah. it's like it's, <laughs> it's like, kind
0: of a throwback it's a throwback kind of like a long hair pat short hair pat yeah which like... i i meant to expound upon oh yeah <laughs> for people that don't know the band cool ghouls has two pats uh, one Pat was deemed short hair Pat right. this is short that was me Pat. I'm short hair Pat Pat Thomas And then Pat McDonald was long hair Pat Because he had long hair Very long hair Very long hair
1: And now the tables have turned Pat cut his hair Cut his hair Maybe two, three years ago Something like that And then you started growing yours out Mine's Shortly been...
0: after Was it around? Uh a little i don't know a little after so did you guys feel like you had to have at
1: least one long hair in the group uh i don't long hair don't care there was never there's there's no discuss, there's never been a discussion you, but i uh, i started growing out my hair cuz i got this job and, and you were uh, able to have your and hair I was long was able to have my hair long or i really realized like it didn't matter and i had just actually buzzed my hair and so I was like, "This is a good starting place. They just start from scratch to to like grow, like hair my hair out." And so then uh, here we just are. Just let it kept kept going. How long is it now? It's pretty long. Yeah, like, down this a little over shoulder length. Yeah, a little something like that. I can show you later.
0: Hey, sometimes you gotta take your hair down, man. If if you want me to. It, hey, we'll see how this interview goes. So. That was a little uh, backstory on the long hair, short hair comment that oh, right. made. Oh, right. So
1: that is why it's ironic because my name's short hair, Pat, and I got long hair.
0: And that's why
1: the, and dooming, long... the coming
0: apocalypse is upon right. us. Right.
1: Everything's flipped on its head now. Yep, guys. So, it's a different
0: uh, world. You know, blame cool ghouls. Actually don't. They're the best. Blame the cubs.
1: <laughs>
0: blame the cops. Um, blame the cops? Yeah. The cops. The cops and the cubs. The cubs and the cops. But uh, so, yeah, this track is Arthur Russell, who Girl Dylan was on the other day, uh, and she played one of his tracks that was a little more upbeat, experimental kind of electronic music. And this is a more kind of down-home, folky kind of groove, which is so beautiful. Yeah. This song is incredible. It's tender. Let's have a tender moment. Take that hair down, man. (laughs) (laughs)
3: I couldn't say To your face But I won't be around Anymore I couldn't say To your face But I won't be around Anymore I needed A place So I walked in the door I couldn't say to your face But I won't
0: was arthur russell man i gotta really i, re- I gotta really get into him because the stuff that i've heard i was i was telling dylan i knew the dinosaur l stuff that is his more like disco weirdo mutant disco stuff yeah but knowing that like and then i was listening to a couple of things on youtube like his avant-garde kind of soundscape whatever the hell it is like yeah. experimental stuff Yeah. I mean what a what a G.
1: People adore him. Uh He is a god. I think he uh, well, is. Well, he's he's, he's kind of like god a kind of like a Van Gogh. Yeah. Like tragic I, b- it, before I, our... I I think yeah, I like I think that he's was really discovered after. He I think died so too. And,
0: well, you know, he was I think in the New York like weirdo disco avant-garde scene he was revered yeah but obviously like a lot of that stuff you know didn't get the right the shit the appreciation that it that it deserves till later obviously but um yeah i mean yeah he i mean he went of aids too right which is just just
1: tragic on a whole nother level um yeah i feel like it, it even like informs like my listening of his music to like in on a subconscious just on a subconscious level well just i would say that if
0: you're listening to which i was kind of saying when the song was playing like when it first starts out it's got a very nick drake kind of thing yeah and that's like how when i listen to nick drake yeah you're like the you're, whole time you're oh, there's a heavy there's a heavy you're, hovering presence yeah and uh and yeah i guess that i guess that does i never kind of never thought about that yeah so do you that's think that do you think that that is only so okay say we think about Bowie now. Yeah. We're not going to listen to Bowie thinking about that he's dead.
1: You know what I'm saying? No, not necessarily. Because we
0: didn't discover him obviously there's some
1: rock and roll suicide probably going to have a little heavier I see. Right, it, but. but but it's not like you. It's not like you hear Space Oddity and suddenly it sounds different than it did before. Yeah, because you were I guess initially introduced. A, yeah,
0: as like okay, these guys are dead and here's their body of work. Right, and or here's a tragic aspect of their life. You know, like I don't know, maybe like I, I think about like maybe like Jason Molina from uh, uh-huh. Song Zohia and yeah, um, yeah and um, Magnolia Electric Company. Yeah. That music actually sounds like he was dead before you heard
1: it. You know what I Yeah. Saying? Even though he
0: died like a couple of years ago, like yeah, you're like, damn, yeah, this shit has a looming fucking presence, right? Um, but I don't know. I don't know. This is a beautiful song, though.
1: Mm-hmm. I couldn't say it to your face. I won't be around anymore. He uh, is, yeah. It's his world. He didn't. Ask you to sing along that's Yeah what, That's what he said That's uh Yeah that's a sad song man
0: Beautiful though Beautiful I gotta listen to that whole record mm-hmm. So the record I guess that was released um, Post uh How do you say yeah. Post Oh posthumously Posthumously uh, uh, Love is Overtaking Me in 2008 Right It was like a collection of unreleased like b-sides or something like that
1: yeah i think i think so i don't know if they were all unreleased Mm -hmm. but it's definitely a like compilation um deal yeah i know that i know that soul jazz like put out some stuff of
0: his like the the more disco-y stuff and that's that's where i had heard initially his other more upbeat stuff but yeah i'm gonna really have to get into that and that's what i was saying man like this is this is such a selfish podcast. It's just for me to like yeah. rake in fucking yeah. music, good music. Because everyone that I invite on here, I just know that they have a good sense of taste, and I'm like, yeah, teach me something, man. Because I just need to learn. I ain't yeah. got time to look at the internet. Yeah, no. I want to have a human interaction and learn about music. I'm sick of scouring websites and like. That's
1: not how I ever find them either. Like I usually I don't either. I don't. Like, like even people look. will like usually uh, like show me a song or something, mm-hmm. and then I'll remember. You know.
0: Well, I get, you know, I'll, I'll get but like a, like a Facebook feed or something be like, damn, that's a track, you know, yeah. and then go save it or something. But yeah. I feel like the act of like, like how long has it been since you've like sat down like with friends and just like put on it, be like, oh, you got to peep this song, you gotta <coughs> check it out, you know? Right. A lot
1: of... Like never. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it happens in the van with the band, which is cool. That
0: is a good, that is a good place for that. Yeah. Yeah. That, the van is an important place for learning. Yeah. About your friends,
1: about, about music, s- about sitting still, about sitting still, about not farting. Oh man. Well, on. but you under, you learn the, you learn why it's nice, you know, to not fart. Well, at least that's nice. a lesson. That's a lesson. That's a lesson, I, that's a lesson <laughs> I've learned. Let me tell you, I didn't used to understand the virtues of not farting. I said, look, I, th- why would I hold in this fart for, for you? Like. I need to fart. Like yeah. I'm going to fart now. But um oh, you man. know, I've learned that uh, you know just just hold it. in. Just you you can't don't. hold
0: it in too much though, man, cuz if you hold you start holding them in for an extended a period of time and it's going to do you some damage.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you get out every once in a while, you know. Get some gas, stretch stretch your legs. Get some gas. Yeah, expel some gas. Expel some gas. <laughs> What's the next song? <laughs>
0: Funkadelic, which is oh perfect yeah. segue. All right. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, and the title of the song is very poignant. If you don't like the effects, don't produce the cause. Yeah. This that is was a- an amazing segue for the record. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, everyone knows Funkadelic. I don't even know if we need to give it any... I just, just think we need play. to play it. It's... Uh, it's, they're the gods. Yeah, Funkadelic with If You Don't Like the Effects, Don't Produce the Cause. And that's off uh, America Eats It's Young, which came out in 1972. Obviously a byproduct of the brilliance of George Clinton and all the rest. That's the record. I don't really know that Funkadelic record that much. I got the um, I got the single, the Loose Booty.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's Loose the booty, track <laughs> Loose Booty. <laughs> uh That's also the same album that's got uh I call my baby pussycat. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh and I I believe it's the first uh f- uh Funkadelic record with Bootsy Collins. That and, is correct. Uh, and his brother uh and his brother uh catfish.
0: Yeah, I, I learned that today on the uh, the old the <laughs> yeah. wick. Oh yeah, and also this is this is what the the Wikipedia page had to say about this song, which mm-hmm. I thought was a pretty cool thing, and I think this is kind of a poignant piece of wisdom uh, for this day and age, during our uh, political yeah. climate and all that. So it says this song has uh, two interrelated themes. The beginning focuses on the hypocrites who want to change reality without accepting the blame if anything goes wrong. This is extended in the latter part of the song to those who make half-hearted attempts at social change and who protest protest the big problems but are not willing to make changes in their own lives um, to <coughs> respect what they claim is right and for all of society. Which I think is pretty, uh,
1: yeah, that's, pretty that's, good. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good... Uh uh summary of yeah the 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 thing and uh and
0: also a good thing to kind of think about you know like i and and i think that comes uh, back to like what we were talking about in terms of going away from yourself mm-hmm. and viewing things of, like from an outside perspective mm-hmm. it's like yeah like you can what,
1: see what you're doing yeah it's like what, what are, what are you doing?
0: doing yeah and what are and and what are you really doing to change? Like what mm-hmm. you think you really need to change in yourself, you know? Because I think that's where real change comes from. Yeah, is when you make that shift uh, internally, and then you can spread it outwardly. Yeah, I think so.
1: That's but yeah, that's uh, that's the like the our political situation hasn't really changed since then, in terms of the um. Like since the seventies, ob- or, or yeah, since like the, f- in a lot of McCarthyism? ways, McCarthyism. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's we're, it's, it's still, all a,
0: it's all a power structure, man. I mean, yeah.
1: But the problems, uh, the things that people were, you know, uh, protesting forty years ago, those fights were never won. And in a lot of ways, they were, you know, lost. And well, so they're still to be fought.
0: I think so, and I think there has been progress for sure. Uh, but I think that if you think about like just one even major component like race in this country, like that's a festering wound that has not been tended to. Exactly. You know? That's what And right. this is the gangrene that is like now like kind of oozing out of the wound. It's like it's like it was it was just, you know, put a band aid on it and don't look at it. Mm-hmm. You know? And and now it's you know we're gonna have to deal with some real shit, which I think is if there's one positive aspect of like this whole crazy like separatist aspect of of like the racial shit on the right and the left. Yeah, is that at least like this shit is getting like at least having to yeah. be discussed, like we're at having least you're to like deal lift, with it, At least man.
1: you're picking up the rock and yeah. like seeing all the like bugs on the other side. Yeah.
0: yeah, and uh, I think. I mean, I'm a I'm a hopeless optimist. I think human beings yeah. are inherently good. There's just like a few shitty ones that are smart and out-tricked and tricked a lot of the dumb ones into just kind of going with the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think human beings are in, are mostly good, and there's more that we have in common than what separates us, which.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm an optimist too. I'm always like thinking whenever I am processing bad news or something, my brain immediately leaps to like, okay, so what does this mean? What does this change? What, you know, can be done? Yeah. Like what can be done
0: is the is the main thing.
1: You know, and I still see enough uh I don't know. I, I know that like my ideas and are about like uh how i could hope for things to go are Mm -hmm. are not crazy and like they're valid and like and i know many people who agree with me yeah and so it's reason to believe that like we can you know we shall overcome overcome
0: Yeah, I just like to be able to see to see everybody kind of reach a middle ground, man. Like, I think that there's a middle ground in there somewhere that we can all kind of hopefully agree on because there's always going to be compromise. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, and there's always going to be someone else's perspective is their perspective. Like, you can't. Like you can do something to like where like you can convince them to maybe come to a common ground. But it's like Mm. it's like you can't force anybody to do something or see reality a different way that they don't see it. You know, and and I hope that we're able to just on both sides of the equation, just kind of be like, okay, guys, uh, so we're being the victims of divide and conquer tactics like the divisiveness in this country is. Only empowering these people more. Mm-hmm. And it's like we gotta fucking figure some shit out and come together.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with where the money's coming from. If you want money, you gotta get it from someone who has money. Yeah, that's true. And um these it's set up in this way that's competitive and uh you know, encourages Yeah. Uh,
0: that cutthroat kind that of that
1: cutthroat kind of shit, you know. Yeah. And uh anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, hey man. We're we're talking
0: about a song off a record called America Eats Its Young. This is uh yeah. <laughs> this is a proper conversation, you know, for the topic.
1: Yeah. But then so it's kind of like it it seems like pretty a uh, pretty big thing to have to surmount when you think about it's the structure of the banks and like once you get on that level, it's not really on your street anymore. It's like, well, shit, like,
0: but there is empowerment in community, I think. And obviously there's still, you still kind of have to utilize that power structure, but I think there's ways to take advantage of the power structure, like the capitalist power structure. And, like, it's it, it's expanded out so far mm-hmm. with, like, Walmart and, like, you know, like, outsourcing to other countries and all this shit. Yeah. And it's, like, really what I see being the backswing of that is that people are coming back to community, supporting local. Totally. Uh, doing all this stuff that is really in the interest of the group, mm-hmm. um, the small group. And if all the small groups can kind of strengthen themselves and... And help their allies. Right. Like I have this theory, and it's and it's it's probably so hippy dippy and not even like realistic. But it's like, dude, if everyone within their like Giving. friend group or family radius just teach to like make sure that everyone in their friend and family radius is good, like that s- cycles out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, it it's like it's, it's a fractal always, thing.
1: Yeah, it doesn't always like translate though cuz like of course it doesn't. Different people have different concepts of like you know uh you know what was I just thinking? I don't and, know. Uh, we're not oh, in a singularity but like uh, that, man, low uh, like localities. Mhm. I think that is uh a lot of these problems, like with race, have to be solved on like a community scale. That's true. Like if there's a problem with uh, the police mm-hmm. and the people they're supposed to protect, mm-hmm. that's something for that police department and that community to work out. Of course. There can't be – That's and so that's a change that can only like really happen – and on I a think, local scale.
0: And I think that that's what it. What really, really I'm talking about in terms of this fractal out type of thing. And, you know, changing from internally and, and pushing that. Like once you change internally, you're able to push that out. Mm. And I think if you think of a micro macrocosm, like communities have to go in there and do that work and then that fractals out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It doesn't, it doesn't trickle down. Right, from, right. It's like we have to make the oh, change. Oh, that's,
1: that's what I was going to say. Right after Trump was elected, the optimist in me... Um, was thinking like Well Whatever The federal government Decides to Defund mm-hmm. um, California Is just gonna have to Replace yeah. it and, Step it up And California I think Is You know Would want to And I it would
0: so. But and, I mean that makes that That's more taxpayer dollars Well and, yeah And but that's, that's That's hard but on people But that's too. the kind of
1: Yeah But I mean that If uh, you could have an agenda similar to like a, a president's agenda. Like you mm-hmm. could take a Bernie platform and just apply it to like the state of California. Yeah. True. And it's, I mean, it's as big as a country. And, oh, you're, um, you're one of the, uh, are you, what is it? That you're going <laughs> uh, for the uh, like uh, Cal, Cal exit? Yeah, Cal exit. <laughs> no, I don't think so.
0: You know what we need to do is just... I mean, now that weed's legal... Like, look at look at Colorado, dude. Like, we should... Let's like, get w- that like, money,
1: baby. Like, like, why can't we just, like, do our own thing, you know? And... Uh, if anyone, you know, tries to bother us, then, then, then that happens when that happens. But just, like...
0: Yeah, well, the federal government will... You know, if you get... If you go too far out, they're gonna come knocking... Yeah Like listen buddy You're over here on the west coast I know you got your flip flops And your sunglasses on <laughs> and You think it's all hunky dory But listen You're going a little too far out of The rest of the country's freaking out We gotta shut you down <laughs> <laughs> Well until they do That's true uh, Yeah get your Everybody get your militia started
1: we're seceding. Nor Cal, Nor Nor Cal, Nor, yeah. nor, Cal, nor Cal exit. Jefferson Jefferson, Jefferson, uh, the state of Jefferson. <laughs> you know about the state of Jefferson? No, what's that? Oh, that's the. It's a county in Northern California that is its own state, according to the five people that uh, live in it. Yeah, well, there's more than five. There's like a whole uh, Jefferson County. There, it's. They've they consider themselves the state of Jefferson. They have All not right. been, you know, recognized as by, by California. Um But yeah, there actually like, okay, was guys, there I'll actually let you guys do there your actually were the some uh, I wanna s- I wanna say there actually were some like uh battles over this like in the back in the day. Oh like I could be I could, like be, I could when, be wrong uh, about that. Like gold rush era? Like Yeah, like, you know, like eighteen hundred times, you know. Wow. Hatfield-McCoy type style? That's the type of mythology that surrounds Jefferson's state of Jefferson. I, I could be making that up.
0: I like to think it's true. And you know what? Facts don't really matter right now. <laughs> I guess not. It doesn't fucking matter. We're just talking <laughs> that shit.
1: Yep. Facts don't matter anymore. That is one thing we have learned.
0: Yeah, yeah. that That, that is exactly true. Sadly. Um, so the next track we got is a groovy little number, another kind of 70s soundtrack vibe, which is the natural child joint. Oh yeah. Well,
1: that's, that's your code for flute. I've now learned.
0: Yes, 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 (laughs) yes. Flute is, uh, flute takes me to to 70s
1: 70s soundtracks.
0: Um, you know what it was? You know, when I got turned out on, on the flute, Hmm. (laughs) which is a funny thing to say, but, um, was... Is the OCS did it to me? Oh yeah, yeah. Because they were and some of their early records, like they started using weird flute placement. Yeah, and uh, I didn't know. I don't know if John was like listening to a bunch of Jethro Tull or like going yeah. on. on, on. <laughs> yeah, because so there's some Jethro Tull yeah. flute on some of those early oh, for OCS sure, records. Yeah, and uh, that's what that's what got me
1: um, into the flute loop. You you then you were like oh hell yeah flute. You Actually, like, you know what? Um,
0: there was that Beastie Boys song, Flute Loop. You remember that? Do, 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 it was I off don't uh, know. Il I don't Communi- remember. No, uh, I, was, I
1: was thinking you were gonna say "Sure Shot," "Sure Shot," because that's sure got. Shot. I think it's "Sure Shot," but it's a flute. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think those are on the. Now, flute loop is a different is a different flute loop, and mm-hmm. then "Sure Shot" does have a flute. In the in the, in, in the sample, loop. yeah, in the loop, flute loop does have its own. But yeah, I think maybe that's my code word for uh for flute. Yeah, '70s soundtrack. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, this is Natural Child, and it's a shame my store isn't open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this
1: song rules. Yeah.
0: Cause they go. F- Speaking of like just going in on the jam. Like, yeah. They really take this to. There's a- this
1: cool thing they do where. Or- it's like a key change. Yeah,
0: I've noticed that in the kind of middle of the song.
1: Yeah, and they do it a few times. Yeah, I don't know what like interval it is, mm-hmm. but it's it's like a, it's almost like turning like a dial.
0: Yeah, yeah. They it just it, it kind of throws you for a loop because you're like, yeah a flute
1: loop on a flute loop.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> you're in the mix and then they just uh, they just throw that flute loop on you. Mm-hmm. So let's check it out and um, enjoy the flutes, guys. This is natural child. Natural Child. It's a shame my store isn't open, which is one of the. I can just see that's kind of like gives me the the vision of like you're kind of walking to the store and you're kind of stoned, uh-huh. and then you get to the store and you're you're frazzled because the store's not open. And those are the chord changes. Oh, and then you
1: kind of like you're like, well, fuck. Well see, I I thought home. of it as the opposite way. Like the guy is How like, so? oh, the store that I would have. If I could own my own store, like, uh, man, like
0: (laughs) I could have all the
2: gifts, (laughs) man, my
1: store would be so great. I would sell these things to people. (laughs) It would be my store and it'll be, and, uh,
0: nobody can tell me what I could sell in my own goddamn store.
1: One of these days I'm going to open my store, but it's a shame. My store isn't open. That's, that's guys let I, me tell
0: you It's it's really a shame You guys could buy A lot of cool shit If my store was over uh, That's yeah. seriously How
1: How I thought of it uh, Oh man that's great But The weird thing about that song Is uh, In the liner notes There's lyrics But they don't sing them And they're ah. about like uh, And they're all about LSD It's a secret code It's a secret code <laughs> Acid If you play it backwards You can hear the lyrics I haven't tried that yet actually Maybe that's how you do it
0: All songs should be played backwards uh, Upon first listening Just to make sure there's no satanic message Before you give it to the kids You gotta spin every record backwards From End to beginning. Mm,
1: I love giving the kids the Satanic message records. I think it's really good for them. I'm really
0: stoked that my dad let me listen to Satanic music when I was a kid. I mean, he was a Rolling Stones
1: guy. How Satanic guy. are we talking? Like, 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 like Black Sabbath. Well, I mean, if you or want like, to talk about like how how Satanic does music
0: get? I would say Satanic. How Satanic does music get? I mean, if you want to talk like. Norwegian black metal, satanic.
1: Okay, yeah, that's kind of corny satanic to me. It's like it's like it's like. So so then there's a whole nother.
0: I mean, I think that, and and I'm not trying to discredit the the satanic validity of Norwegian black metal. I think I am more into like those. Aspects of the music than I am actually the music. Yeah, uh, I like the pagan shit and like I, I hate that some of these people were yeah. like killing each other and shit and burning churches and That's shit. That's crazy, it's fucking ridiculous. But I mean, if you just think about just even the the hippie movement is a direct descendant of like Aleister Crowley's like ideologies yeah. and, and and theology and like all that stiff stuff kind of filtered through the Beats and into the hippies and like and with the acid movement like that shit kind of changed the goddamn world for the better or worse we'll see but yeah it put that idea out there that you know Crowley was fucking with which is just old mysticism yeah which is just connection with earth it's just earth magic type shit you know and it's like and metaphysical kind of weirdo shit which I think is one of the reasons we're so fucked up in the game is that we've lost the connection with that old earth wisdom yeah yeah and you know, the Abrahamic shit has come in and and rocks <laughs> rock some shit. You know, that's yeah. some satanic shit too. Yeah, right. <laughs> like no disrespect to anybody out there that, you know, fucks with the Abrahamics, but man, that Well, okay, yeah, the I don't use know. the use of those theologies yeah. to control people is some satanic fucking shit. I so mean, Christian rock yeah. is probably the most satanic music you oh, can think of.
1: That is like uh Frightening I wouldn't call it Satanic though It's uh, I feel like that would be Too much of like A compliment Yeah you're like Dissing Satan Kind of Yeah yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) My
0: bad Satan Didn't mean to Be disrespectful
1: Yeah
0: Uh, Switch (laughs) Switch foot It's not very Satanic Yeah don't worry Yeah Satan understands Yeah Um, Speaking of Satan Let's uh, listen to some John Coltrane there's no correlation there, I guess.
1: No, no, no. He's
0: a saint. He is a saint. And uh, have you ever been to the church here?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they just moved. They really? moved to they they lost their spot on Fillmore, but they're fucking sad, man. Yeah, dude. Um but they have a new home on Turk Street. Okay. I want to say. All right. Um I only checked it out like once, but it's really cool.
0: I've never been and it's one of the things that I've always wanted to do when I was living in San Francisco but it's just like you know you just forget to do the shit that you want to do sometimes. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, I mean John Coltrane obviously it's another one that needs no introduction uh, and this is a this is a standard and a classic uh but another but no, yeah, something, uh,
1: something like you know, stuff I've been listening to recently.
0: Yeah, just something to kind of. I mean, we're in fall, winter. You know, mm-hmm. jazz music's good when it's cold outside and blustery. You know, it's yeah. it's a it's a warm music. I feel like. Yeah. And it and it kind of, uh, even though it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool and yeah, it's see, warm.
1: sometimes it's cool. Sometimes, sometimes it's warm.
0: Man, that's the thing. <laughs> jazz is like the weather. Stormy weather. Alright, so enough of this bullshit, this is John Coltrane with My Favorite Things. So John Coltrane, The Saint, The Sinner. I remember I read um, Miles Davis's autobiography. Have you ever read that? No. It's so good, man. When it's, did
1: he write that? Like in the
0: 80s or something? I don't know when he wrote it. Um, but he, <laughs> I remember he was describing like hanging out with John Coltrane and he was like, man, he was so weird. He would just like kind of, like, be sitting there between takes, like, eating his boogers. <laughs> like, just, he was just that, like, and just, like, quiet, you yeah. know?
1: Just just such a genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just, like, figuring out his, like, Coltrane fucking changes. Yeah. Dude, like, he's got Almost this like whole, on some Rain Man type yeah. shit. Do <laughs> you know about Coltrane changes? They're, like, this interval, this, like, that he uses on A Love Supreme. Mm-mm. Speak on it. I'm not the man to teach you. You're not the jazz man. I'm not the man to teach you how they work. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, like, it's it involves four, uh, I think it's, or is it, th- okay, so there are 12, there are 12 semitones. Gotcha. And it divides it equally into either three or 4 Mm-hmm. So it'd be like four semitones. Um... Four semi-tones apart. Okay. Two whole steps.
0: All right. I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> yeah. I pushed it. I make music by pushing down one key on a
1: keyboard, <laughs> they, uh, and putting a loop behind it. It's it, It's a way of. Uh, it's it's. Uh, so it was a it cor- was it
0: a chord change that he would do, or was it the way he would play his chords?
1: Or he or would neither. like he would like play. In his saxophone melody, mm-hmm. as if jumping from this key to another key, to they're, they're key changes. Gotcha. He's changing the key that he's playing, in according to these uh, keys that are relative to each other, mm-hmm. just through their like mathematical like distance from one another. And so that was something and that he kind of that invented. was an, an, that. that was an
0: innovation of his. And so were people to e- easily like able to understand and utilize that, or was it something that people were like, "Whoa, what's he doing?" Like, and it was his unique thing for a while. It was definitely
1: was it... unique for a while. Well, I mean, you can
0: like are they I mean, implementing like, it uh, now? Like uh, yeah. into like it's people understand like how a, they work jaz- a they... jazz
1: musician will be able to like play like. Coltrane changes Gotcha Gotcha. Or like whatever
0: It's something that you would learn If you like wanted to learn How to Play play Coltrane It's like modal
1: You know It's it's related to Modes
0: See I don't know anything About that type of stuff So to To me it's like Complete Greek Like I have no idea What you're talking about But I was wondering if If I've been wanting to actually learn Like Excuse me uh, Some musical theory And that type of thing And actually like learn how to play a piano. Yeah. And I'm like, there's an aspect to it that I'm just like, I'm fearful of learning to where it might, I might learn too much. And like the, the original uh, intent that I kind of had in the, uh-huh. like, cause when I play music and make music, it's like, I'm like a little kid, like just like every aspect of it is like, I'm learning something while I'm doing it. So it's like this total yeah, childlike kind of thing. yeah, And like, actually understanding what i'm doing obviously it would make it easier to translate what i want to do yeah i feel like there would be an aspect that's lost from that you know well i don't know you would only, like,
1: i don't think you would only incorporate the knowledge that like seemed useful to you yeah like if someone was teaching, i also feel like it's a cop out if someone and
0: maybe i'm just lazy
1: mm, <laughs> I don't I I don't think so. I don't think so. I think people like think about music and approach music or come from come at music from all different mindsets. Yeah. And like I envy a ton of people I know who play music who I know that like don't have any kind of like vocabulary mm-hmm. at all. And I like envy the things that they come up with because they're just not guided by.
3: That's what I worry about.
1: Like you know what I mean. So you don't want to lose that. But if you have that already, Mm -hmm. I don't really see how you could lose it. Yeah,
0: I guess so. You know, like any knowledge,
1: any 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 new knowledge you gain, Mm -hmm. I feel like you would only use as much as it's useful to what you're already. That's doing. true. that's true
0: and I, I yeah and and i think about it from both sides i'm like I'm like well there would be this
1: because i totally know. feel limited by the way that i think about music uh a lot of the time just so were because, you like
0: did you like take lessons and stuff when you were a kid
1: um kind of yeah well I, like d- I i did or? i did band in fifth grade okay and then i did band in sixth grade
0: what did you play in band trumpet dude i tried to play trumpet and they told me my lips were too big to play trumpet and what? All I could think of it was I was just like when I was just a guy, I was like, What about all the like black jazz musicians with huge lips? I mean, that sounds like right. a racist yeah. thing to say, but it's just like no, it's like there's black guys with big lips. They play were trumpet.
1: they were bullshitting you. They were.
0: Oh, they were totally bullshitting me. And you yeah. know what they gave me? Well they gave Baritone. You?
1: The baritone sax, baritone,
0: the big like the fucking, the big tuba, the big tuba baritone
1: thing. Oh man!
0: And I was just like, and I had to lug that thing back and forth from like school to to my house to like, I was like, man, fuck this shit. Yeah. I would play in the back of the presentations, and I wouldn't play, be playing shit. I'd just be like, <laughs> yeah, pushing down the pushing down the band was things. yeah, band was. I kind wish of I would have taken percussion. I didn't
1: think band was fun when I did it. I no. liked uh, learning the trumpet, but. I quit band after 6th grade. Can you still play grade. the trumpet? I can fuck around with the trumpet, but no, no. No, definitely not. Don't ask me to play trumpet on anything you're doing. Unless you want some weird trumpet. I could do weird trumpet. Freak can, out trumpet. I could do ugly
0: trumpet. I like ugly trumpet. I want somebody to do ugly saxophone on a couple tracks. Freak out like... Uh, you should do it.
1: It, it. Just pick up a sax and whatever whatever could, yeah. you can manage to get out of that thing is probably going to be ugly as fuck.
0: Thank you for that compliment. <laughs> yeah. It's because I wasn't classically trained, man. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna make some ugly music. That's lucky. But speaking of uh, unugly music, um, the next track is a great band from the UK. What, which, where were they oh, from? Fairport Fair they... Convention. Um, I don't know. They're really? from England. I hope they are, because people over there get if they're if they're Scottish, and mm. you say you, they're English, like there's gonna be some issues.
1: So we're just gonna say I mean, I'm like I'm I'm fairly certain that ah, they could be welsh they could be welsh <laughs> we should probably have google searched this but uh but it's you know richard thompson richard thompson so check uh, this out
0: that was my first concert when i was a kid word yeah my dad took me to see him um at this little venue in Asheville because my dad was a huge richard thompson fan he never rocked fairport convention but i assume he probably did when he was younger yeah and then you know Grew to like Richard Thompson after yeah. but yeah, that was my first concert. And I remember I went over to my buddy's house, and before the show, and we dyed each other's hair green. And I came back with green hair. And you're like, did my dad? <laughs> and my dad got so embarrassed. He was like, it's like really? I'm gonna like take you out to.
4: I'm
1: gonna be hanging out with the kid with green hair. Yeah, at, like, at the Richard Thompson. At the Richard Thompson. Yeah. Thompson. <laughs> <Johnson>. <laughs> dude i'd be pissed at mike <laughs> he was he was vexed
0: man it was really funny uh in retrospect i was like yeah. what i don't know
1: it was like we're
0: listening to Nirvana. You know, <laughs> yeah like, what whatever I dude yeah. i got green hair deal um so yeah this is his band uh fairport convention mm-hmm. then, oh man i remember when i first i didn't know richard thompson was in this band until like this year i just yeah. knew fairport convention and I knew that I loved him. I worked at this sushi restaurant, and this guy used to always bring in a Fairport Convention CD and play it while we waited tables. Yeah. And I was like, I was always really stoked.
1: I um, like this track because I haven't heard uh, it. This track's it's pretty tough. Uh, 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 it was from their first record, so they w- didn't quite get so like pastoral. They hadn't got so like pastoral and like because they got really into like traditional mm-hmm. English. Yeah, folk. lots of like. <laughs> Yeah, I just kind of like minstrel kind of lute mm-hmm. kind yeah. of stuff. And uh a loop but loop. This is more of like we're a, we're a rock band in 1967
0: and Yeah, I I I I read that they were kind of Obviously, doing kind of a Jefferson airplane rip a little bit.
1: Well, that's what they were. That's what they were like called. Like mm-hmm. critics called them uh, the English Jefferson, Jefferson airplane. airplane.
0: You can hear a lot of Bay Area uh-uh. in it, though. I mean, you can hear the. Oh the, yeah, it's like, some like, early Dead it's in there. Sixty-seven. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's and like
1: they 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 ate some uh, mushrooms or something. Some sort of magical uh, mushrooms, yeah, from, or, uh, from did, the yonder land. Maybe did some acid, or uh, but uh, I think that was an Irish
0: accent, and maybe that's maybe all they needed probably, to do was apologize. smoke
1: weed, though. Maybe they just uh, weed's hard to get. I'm not gonna say what they did, as uh, you know,
0: weed's hard to get in the UK.
1: Did you in 1967?
0: Probably in 1967. Probably pretty hard, but now um, we got Are you guys we got weed. Tough? Uh, when you we, were
1: over there, we some people, our, some people took care of us. We cool. got, we got That's some. That's good. Uh, Cause
0: you guys just were in Europe. Coolgirls was in Europe. First yeah. European tour. Yeah, How we did
1: didn't have to smoke any hash. Well, okay, we we got what? to. No, like like, uh, we had the privilege of smoking some hash. Okay, but we had all the bud. Uh, you were able to we find flower, right? Because d- I would prefer. You know that's that's what I'm trying to say.
0: I would, I, I do too. And you know, you get it very rarely over there, which I think you uh, you had a luxurious tour because my experience, except for like certain places like the Netherlands, Denmark, like you're not gonna find like really good weed very often. Yeah. So, no, I mean
1: we smoked some yeah. kind of bad weed. How was the tour? It was awesome. Yeah. I don't know. It was just another. It feels it feels like just like a different time like
0: yeah it's kind of surreal being yeah. over there huh yeah and then everything's all back. old as fuck and like people speaking different languages and you're just like what is this strange world <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> i love it yeah love it so much
1: i love it too but it, it, it was definitely like uh like a time warp you know mm-hmm. like there was post that tour then there was that tour or i mean there was pre yeah during you know Bye proto post proto post punk <laughs> talking heads uh well yeah hoping to go back real soon it was awesome
0: and on that note to wrap up that brief conversation about their uh first european and uk tour here's um oh right fairport, fairport convention,
1: convention.
2: Sometimes
0: Fairport Convention um, time will show the wiser from their first record that came out in 1968. Yeah, that's a that's a jam That's a rocker. Yeah, I might have to add that to the uh, DJ set repertoire every once in a while. I don't have that record. I almost got the um, what's it? The the Lily and the Liar. Oh, yeah. Um, Double L. uh, Yeah, Uh, uh,
1: Lee uh, something in Leaf and Liege. Leage that, and Leaf Something like that I almost got yeah, that record Yeah I pulled that recently. wow But I I probably went with something Yeah Else I mean to be to, to be Like most Most of their stuff You know I'm kind of like Eh I could take it or leave it But there's well, a few was, But there's a few there's Nuggets a few jams, in there You know A few jams And there wasn't enough
0: jams On that one At least Upon first listen Like uh, Like I had known that record before But I went back I was like I saw it Got it Yeah like, I don't really want to go. Like it's
1: the kind of stuff where like I'll appreciate it, but like, is it is it what I want to like put on? Yeah, and really like you know, but Richard and Linda Thompson have a few tracks. What's the motorcycle jam? The um,
0: that's the one that was uh, my pop's favorite song. The it was all about a specific motorcycle. I gotta look it up.
1: Oh, I don't know. I liked the one, uh, I Want to See the Bright Lights Tonight. What's that one called? That might just be what it's called. I don't know that one. Um. Richard. Okay,
0: here we go. Oh, yes. The 1952 Vincent Black Lightning. That's a jam. No. Do you know this song? No. You should listen to it. Wait, what is it? It's a it's a Richard Thompson solo track. So this is the one that my dad would always rock.
1: Oh, I see. And that's the name of the That, that is the motorcycle. name of the
0: song. It's about a motorcycle. <laughs> it's a motorcycle epic. It's like a love story via motorcycle. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't understand the information I was receiving. <laughs> Sorry, I don't think I was being very clear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: No, you told me exactly what it was called. All right. Well, Uh, speaking
0: of confusion, uh, maybe we'll move into this Mothers of Invention track. Yeah. King Kong from the Uncle Meat record, uh, which I don't have this record. I've heard
1: tracks off it, but I had never heard this one. it's uh it, it was it's a score it kind of like it's b- like, it's like a soundtrack to a film that I'm pretty sure was never made like a science
0: fiction movie and I guess from what it said on the on the wiki it's uh it was like part of a project called uh, no commercial potential um, which were like Four albums lumped together as a concept record that could be interchangeable
1: oh which
0: the um there's we're a- only in it for the money, lumpy gravy and cruising with Reuben and the Jets, which I have cruising with Reuben and the jets, and I have what else do I have i have uh, obviously I have freak out but, mm. and then some other random mothers of invention stuff that's later and Zappos the stuff that's later yeah
1: um it was uh in the liner notes there's like a there's like a um a uh, plot to like a story and it was what supposed a to be for Phil. Well, he was like so crazy. Have you seen, um, 500 motels? How many motels is it? Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the movie, the movie. Yeah.
0: I haven't seen it. No.
1: It's like, like Ringo stars in it and he plays Zappa, but then Zappa's also in it. And it's just this meta thing where about they're making this rock movie. And then there's, it's like, uh, it's, bizarre but there's uh but also like well it it can be kind of much to like sit through all two hours of it but the whole time it's like
0: Uh, dude i love like what was it like 70s 80s film
1: in the 70s this would be the 60s i think really yeah Hmm. maybe early 70s but i do have a good uncle but the uncle meet he was it was like an experimental like art film yeah, and like I think uh, it was
0: like a, he wanted to do like a science
1: science fiction soundtrack, right? So that's I think that's what Uncle Meat was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But so there's a lot of just weird bits and pieces on this album, and a lot of like kind of the spoken word like skits that he would do yeah. with like Susie Cream Cheese, Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but King Kong, Good old Susie Cream Cheese, yeah, gotta love her. But go ahead, King, uh, Kong, King Kong. King Kong is say King uh, Kong? is uh, the last side of of the record, and it's uh, just a. It's kind of broken down into parts, right? Yeah. On, on the on the it's line basically got like its Tracker. head. Mm-hmm. It's got like its head melody, and otherwise it's pretty free, and uh, but more of a song and less of a joke. Yeah.
0: Well, he was good with the jokes, and that was one of the things that initially um, attracted me to his music when I was young was just the comedic element. Mm-hmm. And I was I was saying this yesterday, but that the the um, Zappa with Mothers at rot and Roxy or whatever that record. Oh uh, yeah, my dad got me that for Christmas one year. Yeah, and it was just like I would just like it was around the time when I was getting into acid. so yeah. I would like
1: listen to this shit like. And smoking it's just yeah, and, you're yeah. Just, and it's total absurdity, <laughs> and everyone's in speaking like the funny voices. Yeah, and yeah. Like, and there's like yeah. characters, and,
0: and yeah, yeah. It's just such interesting music, and for that to and such virtuosity, virtuosity too. Yeah, is just amazing. You're just when you're like a teenager, you're just like mind blown. Like, what is this? what is <laughs> what happening? Is, what is, is this music? Is this like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. So this is. um were you gonna say something else i'm sorry no no well let's let's check out good old frank the tank uh with mothers of invention and the king kong so king kong so this is the this is a rip from youtube guys so it's like a part one of our youtube rip so we're just gonna play that and say fuck it because i'm not going to spend 30 dollars on the record or try to buy it all off, uh, off uh itunes so here we are with The Mothers. The
1: motherfucking tank. That guy. Good old Frank. There's a bunch of good um, movies about him. Uh, docs. Going like uh, some docs. There's some new docs about yeah. Frank. I've been meaning to check out. On the on the on the Netflix. <sighs> that I don't know. I'm gonna say no. This is stuff that like just came out, and it's okay. like uh, you could probably see it at like a Roxy kind of deal. All right. All you right. Know?
0: I'd be into that. I want to see that new Stooges documentary, man.
1: That was playing at the Roxy the other night. I saw that. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I wanted to go check it out. I've, I mean, obviously, I love Jarmouche and, right, and uh, and Ig, Iggy and the
1: Ashtons. Can't go wrong. Yeah, Jaromush, Iggy. Yeah,
0: I watched What's... a couple of interviews with them. They're they're really cute, uh-huh. like together. Like they seem like they're like. Like I guess they obviously, Jarmouche is kind both of getting kind of old. You know, they're kind of so. old, but Jarmusch is obviously like still such a fanboy, and then yeah. Iggy's just such like kind of a goofy sweetheart, and they're just like they're like it's like kind of cute watching them like talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like kind of like so appreciative of each other for
1: like what what they do, right? And um, yeah, but uh, speed, yeah, rock docs, rock docs. There's some good ones about Frank. People, I feel like people are really uh, getting into him. Prague's coming on a, back. On a like wider scale than I, because like, like we were saying before, I liked him in high school. Mm-hmm. And yeah. nobody knew Frank Zappa was. Yeah, you
0: know. I mean, I was definitely like, it was listening to that and like shitty pop punk and like New York rap music. Like, that was like, yeah, that's a classic trifecta right there. Yeah, it's kind of like my formative years. Yeah, mix that with a bunch of acid and skateboarding, and that's kind of basically my whole shit. Whoa, um, but, um, yeah, and and I I do think people are starting it. Well, I mean, Prague's back, obviously.
4: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, we had Matt uh, from Castle Face on here, and he was they're putting out that once in future band. Oh, yeah those guys
1: that's some prog Woo! that's
0: some prog too to blow your head that shit is so good yeah man. and just yeah i mean
1: i've jammed that first uh tape of theirs a bunch didn't burger burger put it out yeah burger did a that years ago yeah, it was like yeah an i EP. remember that, yeah it was like six songs
0: i remember seeing them at uh they played a show at brick and mortar one time it's the first time i saw them and i was like these guys are different. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I was like, they're doing something different yeah. right now. Like, what's happening here? But it's it's really cool, man. And then I I recently opened up for um or I played it was a show with Mild High Club, uh-huh. them and me. Oh right, And, at uh, um, the chapel. At the chapel, and yeah. I was just like, whoa, these guys.
1: They're for fucking. Musicians. They're definitely
0: the once and and they put the future in the once and future band because it's about to get really weird. I think what's happening is like people are just becoming better musicians you know yeah, well like,
1: and and i think giving a fuck and giving a fuck yeah. where it's like uh you gotta be like to, uh, focusing on you know technique and like playing and mm-hmm. like you know like and song crafting song and cra- like
0: and like like where can we take it you know yeah it's funny to see like the scene i guess that i kind of See is like the you know the garage like scene or whatever if you want to sure. put in that. Yeah, but I get what you it's mean. It's just growing. You know, it's kind yeah. of going through the gr- the same trajectory as the 60s went into the 70s. Kind of Kind of right now, but yeah. a little
1: even a little quicker. Right. Right. That's the thing is like it's everything's going so quick. So
0: thank you internet.
1: Yeah, let's get this shit over with. Let's see what's next?
0: Yeah, yeah, what's next? All right, speaking of the internet, here's All John right. Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: All right, all right, boys. boys. This, this is, is it. it. Over the, the hill. hill. we
0: So yeah, that was um, John Lennon. You guys might have heard of him. He also goes by the moniker John Lemon. hmm John yeah. John Lemon. John Lemon. <laughs> that's his reggae record. John <laughs> Lemon.
1: John <Ja-Len>. Lemon. <laughs>
0: oh, that would be the worst reggae cover yeah. record. Um, but that's the track uh, "Bring On The Lucy Free To People" from the Mind Games record. Yeah. 1973.
1: Pro pro tip: That Mind Games is on YouTube. Full album, no ads. I work at a cafe and I don't have Spotify, so I know I keep
0: your YouTube game is strong. My
1: YouTube game, I like to think of it as pretty strong, as far <laughs> as like uh, no ads. Music. Yeah, that there's no ads long on long. it. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm blowing it up right now. Yeah, like, it's
0: gonna like there's gonna get at least like there, ten thousand hits just yeah, off this podcast. Dude. At you least, dude.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean. Obviously,
1: but uh, so that one's been on heavy rotation for me. Uh, I don't know the record too well.
0: I don't listen to a lot of the John Lennon solo stuff. I tend to side with Yoko and Word. her solo endeavors.
1: Oh man, okay, that's cool. I respect. That. That's cool. I respect. That. I get some flack for that. Every I once in a while. I'm
0: not opposed to to yeah. John Lennon solo, no. but I just I have such a deep
1: love for Yoko. I. I like, I, I think Yoko's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool that John Lennon married Yoko Ono. Oh, mm-hmm. It's just, it's, you know, just in that it seems, it seems counter, it, seems, it just seems odd. But then it's, that's what that they that's married what each other cool. or that I like Yoko more? Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I think I do that. I think, to Yoko, be I think Yoko's a troublemaker. Yeah, I don't even think you. I don't, really I, you don't think, even. You don't even like it.
0: I don't stand behind any of my ideas. What are you talking about, man? You don't even like it. I actually do love it. I love it. I love it. She's such a weirdo. I man. think she's tight. and her backing when band. Her oh. backing band was so fucking good that like, even when she does the
4: yeah yeah shit, yeah
0: shit, like the fucking groove for the pl- Plastic Ono Band is so fucking sick that.
1: Okay, I I love that. I'll listen to it again, but I'm telling you that I probably am. You know, one track,
0: and this is a little. I think this is a little later, but the track "Dogtown" from Yoko Ono. Uh huh. It's almost. It is. It's got kind of like a reggae groove to it. It's like one of those songs that, like, when everyone in the '70s was trying to do, like, at least like one reggae song. Okay. Like every rock band yeah, was like trying the to clash do Clash kind of and like, yeah. everything. Everybody, yeah. Tom Petty, fucking whoever. Everybody's got a reggae song in the '70s. Which I want to. I I need there to be a compilation. I should probably should make a compilation or a mix at least of like all the. 70s, okay, but, but it's a,
1: a Yoko singers. song.
0: It's a Yoko song, and it's called um, uh, "Dogtown," and I think it's from the record. I I'm gonna say the record wrong, but it might be "Heart of Glass." No, that's that's incredibly wrong. <laughs> that's a Blondie record.
1: Um, I just remember uh, Trying to listen to Double Fantasy And that's mm-hmm. a song that's half John songs, half Yoko songs And they're alternated Like it's a yeah. John song and then gotcha. it's a Yoko Then it's John And all of the There were like a number of John songs on the record That mm-hmm. I specifically Like got the record for Like like I was, it's got like so you wa- it's, got, a- it's got Watching the Wheels mm-hmm. It's got like a few other ones and then but i had to get through the yoko tracks when <laughs> all i wanted to listen to <laughs> were some of these john lennon stuff yeah like if i was in the mood for a yoko ono album i would put on a yoko ono album if i'm in the mood for a john lennon album you know what I mean? Like well
0: that's how they did all their singles together. It would be one side John Lennon and one side Yoko. Yeah. Um but the, the record is called Season of Glass, not Heart of Glass. That mm-hmm. was ridiculous to say.
1: Season of Glass. Season
0: of Glass, Dogtown. The song it's it's one of my it's probably in the top ten favorite songs of my whole life okay. up to this point. I'll it's, check it out. It's it's a it's a jammer. But yeah, that being said, I kind of I kind of always say that just to get a rise out of people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even though I do feel that way, I I tend to put a little more emphasis behind it just yeah. to, as a joke. Yeah. Cuz people will be like Ugh. some people get like really like <laughs> what?
1: <is
4: that>?
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's happening right now?
1: What's happening right now? I love how like yeah, dude, so many people are like that with the Beatles, you know. It's so stupid to me. I
0: don't know. In my yeah. opinion, it's just I mean, the Beatles are great, but
1: yeah. See, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, like, because everyone thinks that they're, like, the only one who would get that way. They're like, oh, the Beatles are my band. It's almost but kind that's of, like, the, silly the, at that's, this
0: point. It's like, the Beatles are everyone's band. Like, yeah, they're everyone's band. Let's be honest. Band. You're not the unique individual in the room that and, knows about this <laughs> wealth of knowledge of yeah. music that has never been discovered by mankind. Right, right. It's like But the Beatles do speak to people, so I get it.
1: Hey, I think they're the best band. I am of that opinion. I think I think the Velvet Underground are the best band. No, no. The Beatles are the Beatles are, are were the best band.
0: They but, I'm gonna give them they're the they're probably the best band, but
1: But you know, you don't need to get all like weird about it. Yeah, I probably shouldn't get insecure
0: about it right now. Um I just you know what it is? It's I guess that like I had such a time with the Beatles, like that was same time around like the Frank Zappa introduction mm-hmm. drugs was the Beatles too. And, and you know, it's always, of course it's the stones Beatles thing. And my dad was more into like the 70 stones, like the more country fied stones. And I was like, what is this shit, man? I want to hear this like Eastern sitar crazy yeah. shit. And uh, I love the Beatles so much that I think it's something like for me, it's like tribe called quest. I love tribe called quest so much that I just, At one point was just like I hate Tribe Called Quest Like
1: well you just can't listen to it I just can't listen to it No
0: but I would actually be like I hate this band Uh But now I don't feel that way Right And it's the same thing about the Beatles I was like fuck the Beatles I don't want to hear them ever again And now it's it's like It's cathartic to say like
1: Fuck the Beatles Yeah dude it's the
0: It's the rite of passage You have to to be the fucking Snotty bratty teenager Yeah And then grow up and be like Well yeah I
1: do love the Beatles (laughs) But I still like Yoko too So
0: Yeah I don't know Maybe that says something about me, guys. But anyway,
1: Maybe. Mind Games. If you want to start liking John Lennon, I think Mind Games is a... Uh, it's a good starting point. I don't know. I think it might be my favorite solo record of his. All right, all right. I'll say that. I think I like it better than... I do love his solo. I
0: do love his solo work that I've heard, though, man. We were hmm. listening to one that was tough as fuck. We were in the van the other day, and I was like, what is this shit? It sounds like John Lennon, but I didn't know who it was, and I asked my buddies, and they are like, yeah, it's John Lennon, but it was like a it had some balls to it Mm -hmm. some of the stuff from his solo stuff i'm just like
1: it's like okay yeah yeah. imagine i get it yeah yeah and those are and obviously
0: that's me having a lack of information you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like it's just like okay you're informed by the hits shut up your opinion doesn't matter (laughs) you know what i'm saying so i understand that yeah um but yeah i think that was a good one to go out on especially these day this day and age because i mean it's let's free the people, man. Yeah, it's now
1: It's right do fucking it, now Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it now Do it fucking
0: right now Right now, what are you waiting for? So, uh, Pat, thank you so much Al, thanks for having me Dude, it's been great I yeah. really appreciate it And, um, yeah, we'll have you on again in the future When your uh, tastes change in a few years And you got something for the week Yeah or the month, or whatever I look forward Cause to this it Because uh, this was real fun Thank you, man Yeah All right, guys. We'll see y'all next time. This is the Elevated Transmissions podcast, and this is Al Lover. Peace be with you. All right, y'all. That was Pat Thomas from Cool Ghouls. Make sure you check out their new record, Animal Races, on Empty Cellar Records. It's out now. It's here. It's Europe, Japan. They're going to be big in Japan, guys. Just wait for it. I wish that the uh, Japanese folks... Over there, could see the brilliant cover art of this record, uh, full of symbolism, as we had discussed earlier in the podcast. But yeah, it's a it's a great record. They're great dudes. They are continuing to make really cool music, and they're staying in San Francisco, and rocking out. And uh, you know, a lot of people have left. A lot of people are kind of. <clears throat> just kind of turned off by the city right now in terms of the arts and it's tough here, it's not like it was but you know what, they're continuing to bang it out and keep the music alive here along with a lot of other people and it's great to come back here and still go to shows, see people out, see people supporting um, in this amazing beautiful city so keep it strong San Fran, we love ya and this is our Lover I'll see y'all next time. Peace be with you.